is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'm seeing reports constantly in the news now that the Hamas Nazi attack on Israel is dividing Democrats. Dividing Democrats. You know, those of you who've listened to this program over the years have said over and over and over again there's a growing anti-Semitic wing within the Democrat Party. I coined the phrase Hamas wing of the Democrat Party. Hamas wing of Congress. Of course, now it's fairly commonplace But when you say things like this, and you're the first to say, you come under withering attack. Trust me on this. So now the White House is putting together a a group to combat, to counter Islamophobia. Is that what you see happening in the streets, America? Islamophobia? Is that what you see happening at colleges? Hundreds of them? From the top Ivy League colleges on down, bottom up, middle out? Is that what you're seeing? Islamophobia? Where's Islamophobia taking place? I'm very serious about this. If over 60% of religious hate crimes. This comes from the FBI. Are committed against 2.4% of the population, the Jews. Where's the Islamophobia? Here's my question. Here's my question. And I've raised this before. Why don't they tell us who's committing these hate crimes, these religious hate crimes against the Jews? Who are they? Evangelical Christians? No. Catholics? No. Mormons? No. 
Buddhists, no. Hindus, no. Well, who's doing it? They won't tell us. Why won't they tell us? And who is it that's committing all these acts of Islamophobia? And where are all these acts of Islamophobia? I'm not talking about one-off, craven, evil people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about some systemic or ubiquitous Islamophobic activity going on in America. I don't see it. Now, you know damn well, if it was all over the place, it'd be in the front page of the New York Times, the Washington Post. You know damn well MSNBC would be running with it left and right from the Scarboroughs to Joy Reid. Joy Reid, the anti-Semite that she is. In fact, there's more anti-Semites on MSNBC than really on any other network, to tell you the truth. CNN coming a close second. Well, CNN is mostly self-hating Jews. But MSNBC is filled with anti-Semites. Islamophobia, America. Where? Where are these marches? Where are the people shouting at the top of their lungs? To obliterate Muslims. Where are they? In L.A., in New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit. Where are they? They're nowhere. And where are all these Islamophobic tenured professors? Where are they? Which university? Which college? Which school? Signing a bunch of letters. Attacking... Muslims, where are those letters? Where is that faculty? They're nowhere. They're nowhere. They don't exist. They're creating a false narrative in order to counter the level of poisonous, cancerous, putrid hatred against the Jews by Islamist organizations that are welcome in the Democrat Party. Hamas, of all, of all entities, a terrorist enemy. Embraced by the Democrat Party. Embraced by the media. Which try their damnness to talk about Palestinians versus Hamas. And yet by their own language, their own construction of sentences, their own construction of arguments, they link the two. I saw a survey the other day. 70% of Palestinians support Hamas. But then I'm told over and over again that's not true. So who do we believe? You know who to believe. Joe Biden is leading the most anti-Semitic administration in modern American history. The second being Obama, the Obama-Biden administration. Oh, they talk. They send ships. They send weapons. But they don't want Israel to win. In fact, today, in Politico, the Biden regime leaked that Biden doesn't expect the 
prime minister of Israel to last. So they're looking for somebody else, just in case, who might run Israel. They've been trying to run Netanyahu out of the prime ministership since he was reelected. On the one hand, they were rearming and funding the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. They sent their Iran sympathizers and lapdogs over to negotiate. Couldn't even give nuclear weapons away to Iran. They lifted virtually every sanction, particularly on oil. Funding Iran to the tune of one and a half billion dollars a week. And for the Jew haters out there, Israel gets $3.4 billion and they turn around and purchase American weapons and develop their own technology and provide it to America. That's part of the deal for free. But that's a side point. Blinken's already saying that should the Jews in Israel succeed and Hamas is knocked out even though they don't want Gaza obliterated, mind you. They want a Fatah, an emboldened and empowered Fatah government. An Abbas government. I just posted something on my social sites from memory, M-E-M-R-I, on the so-called moderate Fatah movement. It's the old PLO. It's Yasser Arafat's group. It's a terrorist organization. Abbas is a terrorist. He led the slaughter of the Jews in 1972 at the Munich Olympics. He leads terrorist acts against Jews, including not just Jews, but Americans. It was so outrageous and so constant that our Congress passed the Teller Force Act to prevent the conveyance of funds to the Palestinian Authority, that is the PLO, unless they swear off terrorism, but they couldn't, they wouldn't. It was too complicated, too difficult for them, you understand. They're chasing a final solution, they're pretending they support a two-state solution. That's the moderate government that Blinken says he wants and Biden wants to run the Gaza Strip. Who the hell do these two bastards think they are? Who the hell do these two bastards think they are? With the IDF spilling Israeli blood and these two will decide after the fact who will run, what government will run? The Gaza Strip, Fatah originally ran the Gaza Strip in 2005 when it was turned over by the Israelis to the Palestinians. Fatah took it over. They lost an election to Hamas. Are they going to have elections in the Gaza Strip? Gee, I wonder how that'll work out. I wonder how that'll work out. Israel's the only country on the face of the earth that's not allowed to win a war. Israel's the only country in the face of the earth that can't fight in the way armies fight to win a war. 
Israel's the only country on the face of the earth that is blackmailed repeatedly by Democrat administrations in our country and radical left-wing governments in Europe. Why haven't the House Republicans begun impeachment of Joe Biden, at least started to draft articles? I'd like to know. Now, I've said before, and I'll say it as often as I have to, that there is Islamophobia, and it's horrific. But it's not in our country. It's in the Gaza Strip. It's in Iran. It's in Lebanon. It's in Iraq. It's in Syria. Syria killed over half a million Muslims over the course of the last 10 years. Syria. Hamas is killing Muslims as we speak. Using them as human shields. The PLO, under Abbas, if you're a Palestinian and you sell property to a Jew, that's a capital offense. Sounds like Islamophobia to me. Islamophobia going on in Yemen, where the Houthis, another Iranian militia group, are slaughtering Muslims. Muslims are being slaughtered all over the world, all over the world, in Arab and Muslim countries. Not in the United States, not in Europe, not in Canada, not in Central and South America, not in Iceland and Greenland. They're being slaughtered by the thousands, the tens of thousands, by other Muslims. Not the Jews, not the Christians, not the Buddhists, not the Hindus, not the atheists, not the gays, not the this, not the that. No, Muslims are Islamophobic. And yet the White House puts together a group. You know why? Because, as I wrote, the Democrat Party hates America. Joe Biden and the Obama rack think Marxists who surround him and are in his administration blame America for Islamophobia. amazing, isn't it? Can you imagine if we actually get a president who starts deporting Islamists? That's their name for terrorists. Islamists who have student visas? Can you imagine? Or secures the border with heightened vetting or even a temporary period of blocking? of individuals coming to this country from parts of the world that raise Islamists? Immigration isn't an invitation to everybody to come to America. Immigration is a privilege. Immigration is based on what people who come to this country benefit our country and our citizens. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. But allowing people into this country who hate it, whomever they are, from wherever they are, organizations that fund terrorism that are linked to terrorists, people who talk like AOC or Joy Reid, 
or Talib or Omar or even Bernie Sanders? Should we welcome them with open arms? Thank you. Come in. Hate us. Build a violence network. Build a terror network. Please come in by the millions. But the Democrat Party's divided. I've heard this all day in the media. Between its Hamas wing and everybody else. More when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals did you know that November is Islamophobia Awareness Month? I had not known this. It's Islamophobia Awareness Month. I kid you not. Started in 2012 under Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. Islamophobia Awareness Month is this month. Well, we're well aware of Islamophobia. We don't need a whole month. We're aware of it every day here. Well, those of us who are paying attention, we see it all over the world. We see it all over the world. Muslims slaughtering Muslims. In fact, there's very few countries in the world... I better not say what I'm thinking. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals this is the show the New York Times is afraid of. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. I must confess, America, I am perplexed. Deeply perplexed. 
here we have America. Day in and day out, we're told that it is a colonialist, imperialist country that was built on the idea of slavery and on the backs of slaves. Here we are told day in and day out by the Democrat Party and their media that we are a white dominant society, a white privileged society, and if you're a conservative or a constitutionalist Republican, then you're an extremist MAGA. We're told in this country that the Bill of Rights don't matter because obviously they were written and adopted and ratified by white supremacists. That would include free speech, freedom of religion, due process, probable cause, and all the rest of it. All instituted by white supremacists. Even today, through the Marxist critical race theory that's been pushed by our media and by the Biden administration for years, we're told we need to teach our children about the oppressed and the oppressor. This is a phrase that I didn't invent, but I reintroduced into this society as I was working on my book, American Marxism. Now you hear it everywhere. And of course, if you're successful in America, it really doesn't matter what race you are, you're an oppressor. And if you're a failure, or you have a chip on your shoulder, you're oppressed. You're a victim. Now the great thing about America is we're not Hamas. We're not Islamists. We don't have doors to this country that we keep closed so people can't leave. Damn, we don't even have doors so people are stopped from coming in. So the question is, I think, important. We have a significant increase in the population coming from the Middle East. I will say things nobody will say, and then they'll say them. That's the way it works around here. I don't give a damn. But we have a significant increase in people coming into this country from the Middle East. Most of the Middle East is what? Arab and Muslim. It's not evangelical Christians. It's not Orthodox Jews. It is what it is. Now, obviously, every person coming in here from the Middle East is not a bad person. Obviously. But some who are coming here from the Middle East are very bad people. They've infiltrated our schools, our media, our culture, the Democrat Party. They're marching in the streets. They're Islamo-Nazis because of the things they have on their signs, the things they have on their flags, the things they say, the ripping down of posters of kidnapped Americans and Israelis. Well, they're not from the school of Mother Teresa, let me put it that way. So why are they coming here? What is it with these Marxist leftists and the Islamo-Nazis like the Hamas network? What is it? I don't understand. America, the home of the white supremacist. America, the colonialist, the imperialist. America, built on the backs of slaves. America, 
White dominant society. Capitalist society. Oh, my God. And people pour over our borders who hate us. Who don't share our values, our beliefs. And now we have something called Islamophobia Awareness Month started in 2012 under Obama. I wasn't even aware of this. Shouldn't we rename November, and for that matter, October, Anti-Semitic Awareness Month? It's all around us now. Let me be perfectly honest with you. It's all over the world now. Everywhere. Honestly? Humankind has never seen anything like this. Oh, you had the Germans, and you had the Austrians, and you had this, and you Folks, people are way out of the closet. All over the world, in the United States, the United States, the level of anti-Semitism today has never existed before in American history. Never. And I blame a lot of it on the immigration system in our country. I've talked about this before. I don't care what people call me. This is reality. I'm not going to play the fiddle while the country burns. This isn't MSNBC and CNN full of a bunch of self-loathing, Hamas-supporting, America-hating frauds, freaks, and phonies. If you're not on the side of good, right, you're not on the side of good and right now, you're never going to be on the side of good and right, ever. If you're not sure what side you're on, you're on the wrong side. If you're not willing to speak out, then I'll never want to hear again, well, how did 1930s and 1940s, how did they happen? Just like this, they happened. But the difference between today and then, among many, is we've experienced as a nation, as a world, what happened in the 1930s and 40s. We should have learned from it. Our knowledge base should be increased. You can't have groups like Hamas in this country kick their damn asses out of the country. We're not compelled to commit suicide. That's not what the First Amendment says. That's not what our immigration system is about. Commit suicide? Shared values, shared beliefs. That's what the American culture is. But we don't even have that anymore with at least half of the population. We have subhumans who went into another country, went into these little towns and did the most monstrous things to these people and then videotaped it and bragged about it and put it online. And three and a half weeks later, here I sit having to condemn the perpetrators and their supporters. Only took three and a actually took ten days. But you get my point. I have to sit here every damn night. I have to go on Fox every damn Saturday, every damn Sunday. I've got to go on the blaze two or three times a week to defend my country. To defend good. To defend what's right. That is shocking. 
That is stunning. And then I'm the controversial one. But I'm not. The media are corrupt. They've been devoured by the enemy. The Democrat Party's corrupt. It's been devoured by the enemy. The president is corrupt in a thousand different ways. His administration is corrupt. Trying to put a former president in prison. Trying to reinstall the PLO in charge of Gaza. Attacking House Republicans who say, let's get a bill passed, $14.3 billion to help Israel defend itself. And this White House twists it. Having pushed a bill with every conceivable spending item in it. And says it's the Republicans who are raising the bar, making it more difficult to get the aid to Israel. I truly despise these people, don't you? I have nothing but the deepest, most venomous contempt for Joe Biden, for Blinken, for Sullivan, for Malley. Where's the Attorney General been? Merrick Garland. Mr. Producer, have we heard from this man since October 7th? Has he held a press conference? With a lot of fanfare? Has he held more than one? Has he held one? Talking about how he's going to use the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice to go after terrorist organizations in America? To go after the Hamas network? To go after Students for Justice in Palestine? All of which are Hamas connected. Has he said that? Has he said we're going to go after CARE, a Hamas front group? We are not going to allow our colleges and universities to use federal tax dollars to deny Jewish children, Jewish people, the right to an education? Has he said it? When did he say it? Where did he say it? Or he gets some mealy-mouthed bullcrap like, we're against anti-Semitism and Islamophobia and hate of all kinds. If you don't call out the problem and who's being targeted, and you don't call out the individuals who are doing the targeting, you're a fraud. The Democrat Party has a problem. It's always had a problem. It's historically had a problem. It has no real principles. It has no real morals. Whatever groups of people they can cobble together, turn one group against another, incite jealousies one against the other, and it'll change sides in two minutes. Anti-black racism, now anti-white racism. Doesn't matter. These are the bastards who are running the country, the culture, the media. The New York Times. The pinnacle of what journalists want to become, where they want to work. Sickening, sickening corporation. Given its own history, it should be leading the charge. 
against what Hamas has said and done. Instead, it's leading the attacks on our country and Israel. I watch these sickening grifters like Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, like Jake Tapper, like Wolf Blitzer, even with his background. Andrea Mitchell, Joy Reid, contemptible, sinister, horrific demagogues and propagandists. In the face of what's happening in this country, shocking. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. How much time do I have, Mr. Producer? Well, let me at least start an excellent piece in the American Spectator by Dove Fisher. Donald John Trump is a philosimite. In other words, supportive of Jews. When others refused to hire Jews, Trump did. He opened the restricted Mar-a-Lago private club to blacks and Jews when he bought it. He surrounded himself with honorable Jewish legal scholars and attorneys like David Freeman and Jason Greenblatt. And even a bum named Michael Cohen, whose kid's bar mitzvah he attended. In Israel, Trump would be elected prime minister by a landslide. After nearly half a century of broken promises by other American presidents. Trump formally declared and America recognized United Jerusalem as Israel's capital. He moved America's Israel embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. He recognized the permanent legality of all Jewish communities and cities, ridiculously called settlements. Indigenous peoples aren't settlers. In Judea and Samaria, falsely called today the West Bank, as legal in all situations, that Israel's own courts regard them as legal. He cut off hundreds of millions of dollars funding for Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas, his illegal government and the Palestinian Authority on grounds. They pay monthly stipends, pay to slay, to families of Arab terrorists who murder Jews or otherwise perpetrate acts of terror. Trump closed down the Palestinian Liberation Organization office in Washington. He closed down America's longstanding Palestine consulate in Jerusalem. 
pulled the United States out of the anti-Semitic U.N. Human Rights Council. He cut off $300 million in funding that America had been sending to the Jew-hating UNRWA, a Jew-hating U.N. agency that runs schools in places like Gaza, where Arab Muslim children are taught to hate Jews and murder Jews. He appointed a U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, who warned anti-Israel countries that were taking down names. He commuted the anti-Semitic Iowa prison sentence of Shalom Rabashkin. Almost unilaterally brought about the Abraham Accords that included several leading Arab Muslim countries for the first time, first time, to enter into true peace agreements with Israel without Israel ceding an inch of Jewish territory in Judea and Samaria. His Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, endorsed yeshiva education during visits to two yeshivas in New York City while skipping visiting cities' public schools. Trump issued an executive order in combating anti-Semitism to enhance enforcement of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act to protect Jewish college students from the overt Jew hatred now rampant on so many American campuses. And he named Kenneth Marcus as Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights at the Department of Education to investigate anti-Semitic episodes at campuses like Rutgers in New Jersey. Trump deported the last Nazi war criminal known to be hiding in America. He signed into a law making it easier for Holocaust victims to reclaim stolen property. He ended the disastrous Iran deal and implemented crushing sanctions against Iran. He signed the Teller Force Act. He knocked off Soleimani. He rubbed out Baghdadi. He shattered State Department policy by authorizing Americans born in Jerusalem to list Israel on their American passports as their country of birth. And it goes on and on. And the Democrat media accuse him of being an anti-Semite. No, the anti-Semitic administration, let me repeat it, so the George Soros Democrat press can hear it, is the current Biden regime, through and through, as is the Democrat Party. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello America, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I will circle back, but I want to make a little bit of a uh, divergent turn here. In Colorado, there's another one of these hack elected Democrat judges, which is why organizations like Crew go on these uh, fishing expeditions for the kind of courtroom that they can get into that they believe is favorable. Crew, C-R-E-W. It's a left-wing organization. Every now and then it'll go after a leftist just to give itself cover. So it's making this preposterous 14th Amendment Section 3 argument that I've discussed at length to try and keep Donald Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Because they're arguing in a trial that Donald Trump violates 
that section of the 14th Amendment because of January 6th when he led an insurrection. Now, if you're a serious judge who takes a responsibility seriously, and you're not a corrupt Democrat Party hack who's donated 100 bucks to a group that was anti-Trump, you recuse yourself at the least because you know that you don't have the temperament, the integrity, or the courage to do the right thing. Just like Chunkin in Washington, D.C., So, I mean, I can go through the Constitution again, but at least for tonight, I don't want to do it. We've discussed it at some length. But where has Donald Trump ever been adjudicated an insurrectionist? Even when he was impeached, another unconstitutional impeachment the second time, involving January 6th, he was not convicted by the Senate. Of course, that entire process was a rogue process. No hearings, no due process, no depositions, no documents, none of it. Just like the January 6th commission or committee with sleazeballs like Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger, who now self-righteously run around and pat themselves on the head. Of course, the level of detest that exists for them is beyond measure. But that's okay. They found their new friends where they wanted to find them. In what was formerly the Cheney-hating media and the Cheney-hating Democrat Party. Now it's Cheney-loving. But they don't understand that they'll love her as long as she continues to be an attack dog. And by the way, Ken Buck, who ran as a Tea Party conservative for the Senate and then for the House, is condemning the Republican Party on the pages of National Review and elsewhere. Shame on National Review for uh, embarrassing itself and undermining its own tradition by bringing a reprobate like that in there with his op-ed about how the Republican Party has lost its way. It's amazing. All these people that wind up on CNN and MSNBC and were Republicans, you and I, we've all lost our way, you see. Ken Buck voted against McCarthy. Ken Buck voted against Jordan. Ken Buck is a fraud. And he would have been slaughtered if he sought re-election. So now he is, in a sanctimonious way, announced that he will not be running again. That's a good thing. But back to Colorado. Donald Trump hasn't even been charged with insurrection. Let alone found in any form guilty of it. That's reason enough, without even getting to the constitutional issues of shutting down any one of these frivolous lawsuits, but not for this wacko, radical, left-wing judge, elected Democrat, just like in New York, elected Democrat judge. And so it proceeds. Because they want to prevent Donald Trump from getting on the ballot. The Democrat Party does hate America. You know, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know how I could have written a book that's more timely and relevant and important than this book, what I consider the most important book I've ever written, which is why it's being 
censored. Censored. At Barnes & Noble. Oh, you can find it on a back shelf, you know what I mean. Which is why it's ignored by all the elitists and the ruling class, not by you, by any means. But when you look at the Middle East and what the Democrats did to fund Iran and the terrorists, and now they're trying to cripple Israel in its war against the rearming of the terrorists, and if Israel should win, and I believe she will, then they want to dictate to Israel exactly who will run the government in Gaza. This is really sick. Biden is a sick bastard. He just is. And Blinken is a self-hating Jew. It's what he is. No question about it. To get a guy like Malley in there, and I can go on and on and on. I'm happy to. But that's not my point. The Democrat Party hates you. It hates our institutions. It hates our declaration and our constitution, which is why it, it got behind the 1619 Project, nothing more than a Marxist rewrite of American history. Critical race theory, nothing more than a racist Marxist theory. Now it's, it's split, ladies and gentlemen. Three and a half weeks of the worst slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. The Democrat Party is split. Their ranks are split. We've got the Hamas-loving Democrats versus, versus everybody else. And in the Democrat Party, that doesn't lead much. I want you to listen to Wolf Blitzer. To Hakeem Jeffries on CNN yesterday. Wolf Blitzer, as I understand it, his parents weren't victims in one way or another of the Holocaust. But certainly his family comes out of that background. But you wouldn't know it. Because the ideology of the left is very attractive. It's very compelling. Particularly if you're in media. Wolf Blitzer, cut to with Hakeem Jeffries. Go. A senior Hamas official that it claims was the leader in the October 7th terrorist attack. So let's attack. stop. A senior Hamas official that it claims, meaning Israel claims, was a leader in October 7th attack. You've seen his picture. You know his background. You know his connections. What do you mean that Israel or it claims? What do you mean it claims? Was Himmler part of the senior level of Nazis, or is that just a claim? But here we go. Go ahead. We don't yet know how many civilians were killed in today's strike on that refugee camp, but uh, is taking out one of the It wasn't a strike on a refugee camp. If they wanted to strike the refugee camp, you'd see more than one location where the missile hit. It wasn't a strike on refugees. One of the top commanders of what happened on October 7th, one of the leading subhuman Nazis, was there in the refugee camp. So you can't beg him to leave. Please leave so we can kill you. You got to go get him. And Israel has explained again and again and again and again that even an old man like Wolf Blitzer who has a hearing problem 
and an IQ problem should be able to comprehend this. That there are underground tunnels. Wow, there are? Yes, there are. Like spaghetti. Under Gaza. And so when you drop a bomb or shoot a missile and hit a location, often they cave in. Not always, but they cave in. Why? Because the infrastructure doesn't exist any longer. That is the ground. They're tunnels. Tunnels mean there's space. There's space underground. So if something dramatic happens at the surface, it can blow through the surface surface into the ground. And Wolf Blitzer's been on TV a long time, and he knows that. But he doesn't care. Go ahead. Maybe two Hamas leaders who may have been there worth the deaths of so many civilians. Well, I support uh, Israel's effort to defend itself. That's Hakeem. I mean, Wolf Blitzer makes Hakeem look like George Patton. The Communist News Network is sickening. I told you. MSNBC is filled with Hamas supporting demagogues and propagandists. CNN is filled with a lot of self-hating Jews, in my opinion. Wolf Blitzer asks a question that he knows the answer to. Andrea Mitchell does the same thing. Jake Tapper does the same thing. Let me, you know what? Let me, let me step back. Let's look at this. Step back. Let's look at this. Israel, its military, is a liberating army. If you believe Hamas is forcing the citizens of Gaza, that is, the Palestinians, to live in a hellhole, to live in refugee camp. Why do you have a refugee camp in Gaza? Refugee camp. You have refugee camps. In other words, in the United States, we had refugee camps. Remember, Franklin Roosevelt pushed a bunch of... About 120,000 Japanese Americans in internment camps, refugee camps. But do you, is Hamas pushing Palestinians, quote unquote, into refugee camps? Well, if they are, then Israel's liberating them. I don't understand. Now, everybody knows what's going on here. Everybody. Everybody knows what Hamas is. Everybody knows what Hamas is doing. Everybody knows that Iran funds it is behind Hamas and arms it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that Joe Biden rearmed the Iranians. Everybody knows that he's still rearming the Iranians. Everybody knows that Qatar gives them money, that Turkey gives them money, that Qatar protects their leaders, that Turkey protects their leaders. Israel's told, I know, but don't you hurt civilians. We're trying not to. But then you went after one of the commanders and you hurt some civilians. In other words, Wolf Blitzer wants Israel to die. With such a dumbass question like that. What kind of a question is that? Was it worth it? Was it worth taking Hitler out? I'd say so.
I spoke at length last night about the siege of Vicksburg, Mississippi. And I would ask Wolf Blitzer this question. This is important. Was it worth surrounding Vicksburg and starving the people to end slavery? Yes or no? Was it worth the thousands and thousands of deaths that resulted from the day-in and day-out bombardment of Vicksburg from the Mississippi and the surrounding hills by the Union Army? Was it worth it? Where people were digging caves into the hillside, some of their hands? They were eating rats and squirrels? They were eating their pets? They were eating Donkeys and horses, was it worth it, Wolf, to keep the nation together? No two-state solution in this country. And to end slavery, was it worth it, Wolf? Over 50,000 civilians died in the Civil War, according to James McPherson, one of the great historians of the Civil War. Was it worth it, Wolf? Was it? Was it worth it to keep the Union together? And was it worth it to end slavery, Wolf? 50,000 civilians. Was that too much? Is it worth it, Wolf? If Israel is trying to defend itself, save its country, save its people from Hamas, which is announced today. We will never stop, ever, until Israel is obliterated. What do you say, Wolf? You dumb bastard. Make me sick to my stomach. That whole network. The communist news network. Is repulsive. Speaking of repulsive. Sonny Huston. This is a sick woman. Sick woman. A lawyer don't you? Oh she was a great lawyer. So many great lawyers, yet so many ambulance chases. On The View. Now, why does The View matter at all? It doesn't. But there are dunderheads during the day who don't work, and they put on TV. The dolts and dolls of our society. They sit at home and literally do nothing and watch The View. Cut four, go. What happened, I mean, Israel has such a sophisticated uh, military organization. Why not have special forces be able to go in there and cause less civilian casualties? Why are they not more targeted? Because that's enough. Why are they not more targeted? Let me tell you something, sweetheart. May I call you sweetheart? Missy, what do you prefer? If Israel wanted to blow Gaza off the face of the earth and not lose a single IDF soldier, it could do it tonight. Tonight. It has atomic bombs and nuclear weapons. Why am I the only one to point this out? Would their enemies use atomic bombs and nuclear weapons against Israel? Yes. Against us too? Yes. But Israel does not. So they're targeting, sweetheart, because if they chose not to, Gaza would 
would evaporate. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans, about a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. You'll notice, America, the Democrat Party has always had an affinity, at least subsequent to John F. Kennedy, for Castro and now Cuba. Always. Always. What's that all about? Or the Nicaraguan communists. What's that all about? Always in our own hemisphere. The enemy within, ladies and gentlemen, is the Democrat Party. That's the enemy within. It's ideological constituent groups, Marxists, Islamists, racists, all presented in the media. MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, and their elk. They're all there in one newspaper, one TV station. All there. I'll be right back. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. Did you folks think you'd live in a country? Did you think you'd live in a country where rabbis would have to carry weapons? that have to be proficient at using a handgun at a close range? You know that's what's happening in our country right now? 
My family and I belong to a Chabad, C-H-A-B-A-D. It's a fantastic religious revival or movement within the Jewish faith. Nothing like it. Just superb in my view. My Chabad rabbi has a carry permit. Every week or every other week he goes to practice his marksmanship. Because the Chabad rabbis, they look like Orthodox rabbis. With their long black tie coats, with their white shirts, beards and so forth. Their hats and spot them a mile away. But so can the enemy. One of the reasons why it's unspoken of course, because it's still PC, even when the FBI director says that he won't tell the truth. One of the reasons why hate crimes, physical violence against Jews is on the rise because it's on the rise against Orthodox Jews, who are the most politically conservative Jews. And so... When an Islamist or a black nationalist or a Marxist or just a thug of any race, creed, color, or what have you sees an Orthodox Jew who wears the clothing or an Orthodox rabbi, they attack them. And now the media do not ask, well, who's attacking them? They don't want to know. The FBI, if it keeps statistic of who's attacking whom, they won't tell us. Why not? You know why. Why won't they tell us? Why can't we know? Because the media are corrupt. The media are propagandists. That's why. It's really that simple. I want you to listen to this cut from the former Secretary of DHS, Jay Johnson. Take a listen. Go ahead. First of all, it's amazing to me that, and Director Ray said this yesterday, that Jews represent just 2.4% of the American population, yet they are the victims of 60% of the religious hate crimes in this country. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. I'm always struck when I go to speak to groups at synagogues, the level of security necessary at a house of of worship. The rise of anti-Semitism in this country is undeniable. Um, I agree with the message that the FBI director sent yesterday, which is that Americans, I used to say the same thing in times like this, when Americans should continue to go about their daily lives, go to public events, Holiday season is approaching, but always be vigilant. If you see something, say something. Does I see something all the time, and I say something on the air, and nobody's paying attention. Not in the government, anyway. See something, say something. You know, that thousand or so group of young people, teenagers and 
young adults, who went to that music festival, who went to that music festival at the south end of Israel, they were liberals, they were progressives, some of them were leftists. Give peace a chance. That's what they believed, that's what they were singing. Be vigilant, they say. See something, say something. I'm talking about the Hamas network in this country. I see it, and I'm saying something. I'm talking about Students for Justice in Palestine, another Hamas entity. I see it, and I'm saying something. I see Joy Reid. I see Halston on The View. I hear... Andrea Mitchell, Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer, I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it, and I'm saying something. I see Joe Biden arming the enemy, I'm saying something. I see it, I'm saying something. I see Blinken selling out Israel, now he's going back to Israel. You think he's going there to help them, or is he going there to pressure them not to win the war? In Gaza. I see it. I'm saying something right now. I see how Biden is loading up another massive spending bill, despite the fact we are spending ourselves into massive debt, which is going to lead to a depression one day. I see it. Rather than just fund Israel through these IRS monies that shouldn't have been spent in the first place, I see it and I'm saying something. But they're not listening. You support the Second Amendment now, some of you leftists out there? You support it now? More Israelis support gun ownership than ever before. You have to wait to a moment like this to figure this out? Stupid Joe Biden. You really need a rifle? With multiple rounds to kill a deer? I'm asking, really, you really? Honestly? I don't have pistols that shoot multiple rounds with hollow point bullets to shoot deer. I have them to protect my family from enemies who break into my own And enemies I cannot predict. It is a God-given right to defend yourself. I'm not talking about the nutjobs. I'm saying to defend yourself. And you shouldn't have to wait for something horrific to figure that out. They figured it out when they founded the nation. And of all the amendments they could have added to the Constitution after it was ratified, why did they add that one? And why are the Marxist leftists in our country and the Islamist media, why are they so hell-bent on us losing our constitutional right to defend ourselves? Why is that? You can see now how easy it is for a civilization to collapse. I never thought it'd be this easy. I really didn't. 
You know, I've been behind this microphone a long time. 21 years now. I've written books for a long time now. What is it, 10 of them? I don't know how many words I've spoken in broadcasting. Infinite. Speeches I've given. Fewer than most, but nonetheless. Events I've attended, fewer than most, but nonetheless. Where I've warned of this day. If we don't adhere to our Constitution, to our notions of republicanism, over and over again, and the day is now here. You see it in the streets. It should frighten you. It should concern you. As a nation, we have a choice tonight. And I'm being perfectly honest about this. We either go the way of the 1930s, like the Axis powers, or we go the way like the early 1940s of red-blooded Americans. Are we red-blooded Americans? Do you see what's happening? The fundamental transformation of America? Or are we the people of Europe in the 1930s? Which are we? Because we get to make a choice now, tonight. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans start at just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. I'm in Florida right now. We have some big radio shows, Blaze shows, and Fox shows coming up. And um, we have our little studio here, as we do in Virginia. But I want you folks who do not live in Florida to know something. When you come to Florida, you feel like you're in the freest place on the face of the earth. You feel like you're in the safest place on the face of the earth. Because you are, and you are. No income tax. Strong support for law enforcement. Strong, strong counter 
revolution against the cultural revolution by the great governor of this state. They can say what they will. Nothing changes the facts. The great governor of this state, DeSantis. Where I drive, where I live, I see these little kids going to an elementary school close to where we are. And the parents know that they're not going to be brainwashed. The parents know they're not going to be sexualized. That is a big deal. Even at the college and university level. If you have any association with any of these groups, have any association with terrorist organizations, Hamas, they pull the plug on them. Not in Florida. And they're working on it more. They're neo-Nazis in Florida because there's a large and growing Jewish population in Florida. The reason why there's a large and growing Jewish population in Florida is because it's safe. They pass very strong laws against these neo-Nazis. And they throw the book at them. I just want to say this because it is perverse to me that conservatives and conservative sites find it necessary, even those who support President Trump, who's a good friend of mine, to try and destroy DeSantis, his record, his character, and all the great things he's done. That is a terrible, terrible mistake in my view. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, AOC, of course, is a Marxist pig who hates America and is an anti-Semite. And she's one of the new voices and faces of the Democrat Party, who the media promote relentlessly. Like they promote Joy Reid. Like they promote... So many of the reprobates in the media and in politics. 
Here's Fox News. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez accused a pro-Israel political action committee. Stick with me. By the way, let me just say this up front. I know most of you are not Jewish. I know most of you are not Jewish. But you are righteous Gentiles. We can be dragged into a world war, ladies and gentlemen, not for the reasons the isolationists say, but if we don't take steps to support our ally and our allies in their effort to fight these enemies. Imagine if we had helped Britain and France and some of the other countries before Hitler really got ahead of wind. So the goal here is a righteous goal. It's to save America and Americans. It's to save our allies, the Israelis, the Jewish people, all people. So this really does have a universal impact. The people who hate the Jews hate you. They're the same ones. They're the Marxists and they're the Islamists. And the people who hate America, the Marxists and the Islamists, hate the Jews. And the people who hate the Jews hate the Christians. And the Catholics who are Christian, of course, but a large part of the Christian community. And it's not by chance that the Islamists attack the Buddhists, the Hindus, that they murder gay people, anyone they disagree with. And so do the Marxists, by the way. So do the Marxists. AOC accused a pro-Israel political action committee of being, quote, an extremist organization, unquote, that destabilizes, quote, unquote, American democracy. The leader of the progressive squad. Look, it's not progressive. She's a filthy rat fink Marxist who hates our country. Let's stop using these sort of uh, poetic terms to describe these, these freaks, these fools, and these phonies. She attacked the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, APAC, amid Israel's war with the Palestinian terrorist organization Hamas. By the way, congratulations to Houston Keene, who said in the same phrase, the Palestinian terrorist organization Hamas. It's not a... Swiss organization, it's not a French organization, it's not an Australian organization, it's not an Ecuadorian organization, it's a Palestinian organization. May I say that? I think I just did. AOC, who accused Israel committing quote-unquote war crimes last month, accused the pro-Israel PAC of being racist and bigoted toward lawmakers of color. By the way, sweetie, may I call you sweetie as well? Your skin color is no darker or lighter than mine. I have fairly dark olive skin, don't I, Mr. Producer? I'm a person of color. I'm a person of color. And I find you to be a repulsive, racist, anti-Semitic Marxist. As a race, as a person of color, I find you to be all those things. 
sickening. Lawmakers of color. Did you know there are Ethiopian Jews, many of whom escaped Ethiopia and they were brought into Israel? There are black Jews, which makes sense, given the neighborhood and given how Judaism came to be. AOC doesn't represent people of color. She represents Marxists. Isn't it interesting? AOC accuses this Jewish group, which is a fairly moderate kind of rhino operation. It's not just Republican, it's Democrat. It tries to, you know, walk the fine line because there's so many Jewish Democrats. But on the other hand, it doesn't want to turn off Republicans. That's the kind of group it is. It's the kind of group that'll support, say, a Chuck Schumer as well as a uh, Ted Cruz, maybe. Nonetheless, notice how she specifically points to this group. Let me tell you something, AOC. You're a coward. You never want to come on this show because you don't want to debate somebody who could kick your ass, me, who could turn you into a pretzel. One person of color debating another person of color. What's wrong with that, Mr. Producer? Let's have at it. I may use words that are a little too complicated for you. But being a person of color, I know some complicated words. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Although you can mix drinks, I understand. She was a bartender, wasn't she, Mr. Producer? She would beat me in that debate. I don't know how to mix drinks. But on the other hand, more than happy to debate her. One person of color against another. But she's a bigot. She's an anti-Semite. That's the bottom line. And a damnable buffoon. It's an extremist organization, as she said, that destabilizes U.S. democracy. This is interesting coming from a democratic socialist Marxist. Who supports CRT. Who supports the 1619 Project. I thought they supported destabilizing American democracy. In fact, I thought they opposed America and democracy. Being the communist pigs that they are. May I say that? I think I did. She writes, AIPAC endorsed scores of January 6th insurrectionists, the Democratic Socialist of America congresswoman said. They're no friend of American democracy. See, January 6th is the pinnacle. The pinnacle. For the frauds and the phonies and the media, the Democrats, the Marxists, the Islamists, January 6th. She talks more about January 6th than she does what happened on October 7th. And Marxists are by nature insurrectionists, certainly in a republic. She says they're an extremist organization that destabilizes U.S. democracy. Yeah, and you're an a-hole. How do you like that? And AIPAC responded that she and the squad summed up people who disagree with us are racist. AIPAC posted on Wednesday, AIPAC stands with pro-Israel Democrats and Republicans, all races, genders, backgrounds who support the U.S.-Israel alliance. That is what AOC cannot abide because she's a communist pig. Did I call her a communist pig? I think I can. I think I did. 
So what she's trying to do in a typical Marxist tactic is intimidate this group. Basically threaten this group. All you have to do is throw out racist or bigoted or I'm a person of color and she expects them to shut down. I'm a person of color. I said it. I'm a person of color. It's true. Joe Biden is not a person of color. He's a person of transparency. I don't mean intellectual transparency, although there is that. You could see right through his head. But I'm saying his skin tone is transparent. He's not even white. He's transparent. I, on the other hand, am an olive-skinned America. American. I am an olive-skinned American. And I believe my skin color is darker than hers. So let me regroup. I think she's a white supremacist, and I'm a person of color. Doesn't that make sense, Mr. Producer? Based on physical standards. But nothing will ever erase the fact that she's a communist pig who supports Islamicists and is an anti-Semite. They call this, what do they call that group again? They call them the uh, squad. Not the squad. They're Hitlerians. (sighs) Yes, we've moved it from the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party to Hitlerians. She's a Hitlerian. Print that and post that. Soros-funded front group, Media Matters. Print that and post that, mediocreite, a Dan Abrams production. What a bunch of mushheads. Prebubescent, low-IQ punks. Too often. Stand with the Islamists against the rest of us. But they definitely stand for the Democrat Party come hell or high water. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let's take some calls, ladies and gentlemen. I said I'd start taking more. We have some great callers. Let us go to Philip. Rancho Cucamonga. Always love to say that. California. Sirius XM satellite. Go right ahead, please. Mark. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call, uh, Mr. Levin. You know, I just want you to know, I want you to know, I was listening to you earlier talk about Israel, and you sounded kind of like they were on their own. I just want you to know, I'm a black American. I support Israel, and I support every Jewish person on this planet 150%. And there are millions of us, black, brown, whatever. We support you guys. And if any shenanigans happen in the United States, trust me, we're going to stand with you and every, every Jewish person 150%. So please don't think you guys are alone. You are a, a great American, as Sean says, but it's true. And, of course, I view myself as a red-blooded American. Always have. But there is no denying, and I don't want to deny my heritage like anybody else, whether you're black whether you're Jewish, whatever you are, that's your heritage and you should be proud of it. But you shouldn't be singled out and attacked and vilified because of it. And I want to thank you for your fantastic call, Philip. And I know this. I know. And I appreciate it. I just want people to understand when I get on here and talk about these things, I'm really talking about all of us. 
It's not myopic in any respect. There's a war going on, both inside our country and outside our country, and it's serious, and it's going to envelop all of us if we're not careful. Let's go to John, Moore Park, California, also Sirius XM. How are you, John? I'm doing well, Mr. Levin. Uh, God bless you, and I know that you're pressed on all sides, but you're never crushed. And I thank God for you every day. I'm a pastor out here. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Hopefully we'll get John back. Uh, sounded like a very, very nice man. And go down the list. Caroline, Cleveland. Sirius XM. Wow, there's a lot of Sirius XM going on here. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for taking Good. my call, Mark. You got it. So also of the olive skin persuasion here, I am a member of what is considered the Greek Orthodox Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And I would like to remind all Americans, they better look back to 1453, when Constantinople was sacked and became Istanbul, Turkey. Because if they don't think the Muslims are going to stop, they are wrong. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to continue with this. And this is going to go all across the globe. People and you're, need- talking, you're talking about the Islamists, right? Oh, yes. Oh, for Mm -hmm. sure. All right, Caroline. Thank you very much. Because the truth is, I know that this is, oh, that's stereotypical. I do have very good Muslim friends who agree with me 100%. And these are the Islamists. But on the other hand, there are parts of the Middle East, the Palestinians and so forth and so on, where they keep saying they're not the same They're more similar than people think. Why would you elect Hamas to represent you? Would we elect a Nazi regime to to represent us? I'm just curious. And why is there a survey that was put out the other day that said 70% of Palestinians support Hamas and what they did? You can't ignore that. Especially this month, Mr. Producer, when it's Islamophobic, what is it? Awareness month, so I'm aware of it. I'm aware of the Islamophobics out there. Especially in the Middle East where they're slaughtering each other. Let's go to Mark, truck driver in Minnesota. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Good to talk to you again, Mark. Thank you. Um, you. I just had two quick comments, but I'll make them fast, and that is, um, using the uh, words uh, rear end instead of AO for AOC instead of the a, you know the A word for the rear end. Well, I always call her uh, rear end over cranium because that's what her, <laughs> she kind of uses the rear end for for her hat. Um, right. But anyway, the other thing is, as I was going to say, I always call, I also call the squad the American SS, the American Socialism Squad. Because you know what? that's what they are. Wait they a minute. You might be right. I like it. I like that because it does characterize them and many of their thoughts. And we know this now because they're completely out of the closet, are they not? Yes, sir. Yeah, SS. I think there's something to that. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Take care of yourself, my friend. Let us go to, let's see here. Give me a second. 
I don't have to take a break right now, so let me look at this list here. Bob, Scranton, what's that? Bob, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the great WTRW, the home of Joe Biden, for about 14 minutes. Go right ahead. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. You're a great guy with your radio show. Uh, Thank you. I was on, trying to understand something. I was watching a movie, Charge of the Light Brigade, or Flynn Olivia de Havilland. Oh, great uh, movie. Great, great show based on uh, on on, uh, on on Genghis Khan, the Russians mm-hmm. who were together at a party with the British. They broke mm-hmm. away from the party, three British generals, and went downstairs a little ways through the movie. And they were looking, talking about what's going on upstairs with Genghis Khan, who was in charge of Persia at the time, and the Russians against them. And they said, one, one general said, hey, look, this is going on, that's going on, that's going on. Another general said, no, no, look here. Look at this map here. Here's the Russians. They're starting trouble all over the Middle East looking for a water port. What water port? Down by Israel. Not the Black Sea, not the Ukraine, the diversion that they created to invade us through Canada, Texas, and Mexico. That was a beautiful plan. It was like the Trojan horse. We, they did mm-hmm. it. It was great. And I give them compliments on doing something bad. All but, right, my friend. I'm not exactly sure what we're talking about, but that's okay. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. By the way, I would say this to uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and his government. They need to plan for the likelihood that Joe Biden won't be around politically. He won't last politically. And who it is that might replace him one day. They need to be planning and forward thinking about that. As Joe Biden plots to try and figure out how to join a coup against Netanyahu. And you can see that with his media. With low lives and putzes and individuals like Joe Scarborough. Who has the IQ of a hamster. And his lovely wife. A Zabrinsky. Zabrinsky. Uh, And we know what he thought about the Jewish people and his boss, Carter. Just saying. This problem of the Democrat Party has. Has existed for a long time, and it's about time. That people of the Jewish faith figure this out. That to be a Democrat is to be a self-hater. Let me repeat that. To be a Democrat is to be a self-hater. And I say that to black Americans, too. To be a Democrat is to be a self-hater. And I say that to Asian Americans, too. Hispanic Americans. To be a Democrat is to be a self-hater. And, of course, the white supremacists out there, I would say to them, too. That is, 60% of the American people, or 70, whatever it is these days. Yes. So Netanyahu and his government need to begin planning for the time, the likelihood that Joe Biden will no longer be president. His extremist government, that is Biden's extremist left wing Marxist government. His extremist government that's destroyed our economy and our currency, his extremist government that's destroyed our higher education and our K through 12, his extremist government that has destroyed our border. And it refuses to stop fentanyl from coming in the country, resulting in 100,000 deaths of Americans. The Biden extremist government 
that is driving up our debt so much that your children's children's children are going to be devoured by the interest on the debt. Biden's extremist government that has destroyed energy independence, the heart of a vibrant economy and a national security threat. The extremist Biden Democrats. The radical extremist Biden Democrats. And of course, they hate people of color like me. That's right, me, an olive-skinned American. That's right, me, an olive-skinned American, a person of color. But Netanyahu, you see how the Biden regime put out their crap about how they're preparing for a world without Netanyahu. The Netanyahu government needs to plan for a world without Biden. And these disgusting apparatchiks around him who have funded the enemy. And that enemy is targeting us. And we are going to be hit one day. And Joe Biden, let me even put it more bluntly, by having an open border and knowing, and knowing that he's opening the opportunity, in fact, encouraging the enemy to send its terrorist militia into our country, that is treason. Well, Mark, do you support the death penalty? I didn't say that. That's the sentencing phase, and of course I don't. No, I'm saying that he's committing treason by keeping that border wide open the way he is. When you're responsible for tens of thousands of deaths because of your policies and all the other inhumanity that's happening on the border, then I'm sure they visited by media matters and mediocreite. That's treason. They want to use the word insurrection? Use it. I will use the word treason. And so what we need are some Republican organizations, Republican attorneys general, to accuse, just merely accuse Biden of treason, and then go into these states and say he shouldn't be on the ballot under the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. What do you think of that one, Mr. Producer? You've got to think outside the box. If they're going to accuse Trump of insurrection, then Biden needs to be accused, and he should be anyway, of treason for his open border policies and the horrendous inhumanity that's taking place as a result. And therefore, and therefore, I said he should be impeached, but there ought to be legal actions taken to keep him off the ballot in Republican states as they're taking legal action against Trump to keep him off the ballot. In Colorado. Come on, boys and girls, with these different organizations. Come on, boys and girls, who are attorneys general, and they tell us how tough they are. Show us. Prove it. What I just told you is perfectly rational, perfectly logical. Treason. If you have your hands dirty with open borders, and you will not secure that border... Governors are telling you to secure it. Mayors are telling you to secure it. Everybody's telling you to secure it. They're telling you what you're doing to this country. And the fentanyl that's pouring into our country. What did the FBI director say? Chris Ray. What else did he say? That the FBI has stopped enough fentanyl 
to kill 270 million Americans. That is the most grievous impeachable offense of any president in American history. If the FBI knows it, the Attorney General knows it. If the Attorney General knows it, the President of the United States knows it. This is treason. And don't be sucked in by the, oh, you have to support the death penalty? I didn't say that. It's treason. And he should be challenged under the same interpretation, even though it's bogus. The Democrat judges seem to like it. He should be challenged under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. You can cite Lawrence Tribe and all the other morons. The two idiots from the Federalists. But I'm a professor. Ah, shut up, you idiot. And say he can't be on the ballot. He's committing acts of treason. But the amendment, Section 3, talks about insurrection. Treason is good enough, a.k.a. bad enough. Did I say the word treason? Just so the, the slime in the media can hear what I'm saying? They don't really care about human beings. 100,000 people die from fentanyl. Look, they're in their cafes in Washington. They're, they're seeing their shows in Manhattan. They're sitting on their tuchuses, uh, you know, getting clips from radio shows and TV shows at these Soros-backed, Abrams-backed sites. They just spit them out. Look at this. This guy's this. This guy's that. They don't care how many people are dying from an open border. Biden doesn't care. Kamala the moron doesn't care. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who's nowhere to be heard from right now. Nowhere on any of this stuff. He could give a damn. All the federal prosecutors at the Department of Justice, they don't give a damn. FBI talks a game, but Ray couldn't even point to the guy sitting next to him. My ORS and say, he's not securing the border, so fentanyl's can No, he wouldn't say that. No, why? He's a Biden Democrat. A radical extreme Biden Democrat. Extremist. And I say this as a person of color, of course. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. go back to the callers. Let's go to Rob, truck driver in Iowa. We love our truck drivers. They are tremendous and loyal fans, and I want to thank them. On WLS Chicago, our great blowtorch station in the Windy City. How are you, sir? I'm great, Mark. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, I appreciate you so much. Thank, thank you, you for taking my call. Thanks, and, Rob. Uh, Hope you take care of that cholera problem. I just, uh, I wanted to say I've had an idea for a little while that uh, I think Republicans, when they're running, they should run ads on billboards, uh, not attacking other people, but using quotes out of your book. I've had this idea before your book came out, but I just got the book. I haven't read it yet, but I think they should just teach people, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of people go uh, in Chicago by these billboards, if they just taught some of the people some of the things that you say, it would work so much better than attacking these people and um, run them all 
All we have years. to do is expose them. Oh, and your point is well taken. All we have to do is expose them. And, you know, I come behind this microphone or in front of a TV camera and I say, please get a copy of the book. It's the most important book you're going to read. And right now, more than ever. And, you know, people, say, oh, you're hawking your book. You're hawking. Ladies and gentlemen, I am hawking the mission. I am hawking the information. I am hawking the message. If I don't do it this way, who's going to do it? Nobody. The vast majority of books, and this is not to be offensive, that are written by conservatives, are not written by conservatives. They're written by ghostwriters, and conservatives review them, and they'll edit them, and then they take credit for I can't function that way. People can't speak for me, they can't think for me, they can't reason for me, and I don't want to take a penny from anybody if I haven't earned it. And when I write a book like this, I try to give you value. And what's the value? It's the mission. Every one of my books, except Rescuing Sprite, what's a personal mission about saving dogs? But all the other books, they're mission-oriented. And that mission is liberty and patriotism and Americanism and we the people. You're not going to get this on college campuses. You'll get it at a very surface level in most other places in broadcasting. So... Maybe I'm an outlier. Maybe I'm strange in some ways. But this is who I am. This is what I do. I've tried to take this radio show and make it different. I have fun. I crack jokes, but I'm not a comedian. I like to entertain, but I don't tap dance and I don't sing. I like music, but I'm not a disc jockey. And I'm not some guy that just reads websites and reads articles and regurgitates them. I can't do it. Some of them are relevant and very important, but that's not my routine. And so I'm a bit of a square peg in a round hole, but thankfully you folks, you understand that. You know what I'm doing. And when I do meet you personally, you tell me this. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. But one day I won't and I can't. But while I can, I will. You make a great point, Rob. I want to thank you, my friend. God bless you. Let's move on. Let's see here. Let's go to Bert, Humboldt County, California. How are you, Bert? Hey, Mark. I'm one of your biggest fans. I listen to you almost every day on the board. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Hey, I just want to let you know that Boy, we have a lot of bad connections tonight, Mr. Producer. And now he dropped out. I'm very sorry, Bert. Obviously, it's not intentional. I wanted to hear what you had to say. Let's go to uh, Kelvin, Los Angeles, the great KRLA. Kelvin, go right ahead, please. Yes, hey, Mark. It's great talking to you. I've been listening to you for over a year, almost every day going home from work. Thank you very much. I just, I, I've been looking at everything that Biden's doing and everything about bankrupting this country, and I think he's trying to sell his bankruptcy debts to China so China can just walk in. That's why they want to go to a digital currency, because there's no currency in the exchange. They just transfer it from a dollar to a yen. Hmm. Very interesting. 
Might be a little too complicated for Joe. It's probably his son, Hunter, figuring all this stuff out, don't you think? It's possibly Hunter or the other, the other people running the show for him. All right, Kelvin, got to run. That music means I got to dance. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, the freedom fighters, the truckers. God bless you all. And we stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel and against the Hamas terrorists and those who support them in our country. I'll see you tomorrow.